The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta Airlines, the commercial airline the U.S. military trusts to perform maintenance on its aircraft. Learn more at deltatakingaction.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, November 8th. In today's news, at least a dozen are dead after a shooting at a bar in California. Nancy Pelosi whips the votes to get her gavel back. And President Trump revokes a CNN reporter's White House press credentials after a contentious news conference. But first, the big idea. Attorney General Jeff Sessions resigned on Wednesday at President Trump's request. Trump tweeted that Sessions will be replaced on an acting basis by Matt Whitaker, who has been serving as Sessions' chief of staff. The president said a permanent replacement will be named later. A Justice Department official says Whitaker will assume authority over the special counsel probe into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, though his role will be subject to the normal review process for conflicts of interest. Here's how it went down yesterday. Sessions received a phone call in the morning from White House Chief of Staff John Kelly before the president held a news conference to discuss the results of the midterm elections. Kelly told Sessions that the president wanted him to resign immediately. Sessions asked if he could stay on the job until the end of the week to wrap some stuff up. Kelly flatly and immediately rejected that suggestion, insisting that Sessions needed to be finished by the close of business that day. A White House official said that Trump had been held at bay until after the elections, but that he talked eagerly as he watched returns come in about ousting his attorney general. Even as the numbers were still coming in and it wasn't clear what the outcome was going to be, Trump complained loudly about Sessions and said that he hoped Republicans would win enough seats in the Senate so that he could fire Sessions quickly and have the votes to confirm a more loyal replacement. Though Sessions' removal was long expected, the installation of Whitaker has sparked widespread fears that the president may be trying to exert control over the special counsel investigation led by Bob Mueller. Whitaker was a legal commentator before he came into the Justice Department and a failed Senate candidate back in Iowa, where he's from. Not that long ago, he mused publicly about how any replacement to Sessions might be able to reduce Mueller's budget, quote, so low that his investigation grinds to almost a halt. Whitaker also wrote in an August 2017 column that Mueller had, quote, come up to a red line that he is dangerously close to crossing. That was after CNN reported that Mueller was looking into Trump and his associates' financial ties to Russia. Current and former White House officials tell Josh Dossie, Devlin Barrett, and Matt Zapatosky that Trump has been telling his advisors that Whitaker is loyal to him and would never have recused himself from the investigation like Sessions. Trump derisively refers to Sessions as Mr. Magoo, the cartoon character who's elderly, myopic, and bumbling. Democrats and others issued statements on Wednesday urging that Mueller be allowed to do his work. They vowed to investigate whether Sessions' ouster was meant to interfere with the special counsel. After winning control of the House, Democrats will have subpoena power come January. Very few Republican lawmakers mentioned Mueller as they reacted to the news. One of the exceptions was Mitt Romney, who just got elected to the Senate in Utah on Tuesday. A lot of people are watching to see what kind of senator he'll be. He tweeted that it is, quote, imperative Mueller's work be allowed to continue unimpeded. Sessions' friends have been urging him to quit for a while now, and they are trying to get him to consider running again for his old Senate seat back home in Alabama. A person close to him tells me that he is considering doing so. He'd challenge Democrat Doug Jones, who beat Roy Moore in that special election last year. And that's the big idea. 
Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, authorities in Thousand Oaks, California, just northwest of Los Angeles, reported 13 fatalities at a bar and dance hall late Wednesday after multiple shots were fired by a man inside. A sheriff sergeant, Ron Hellis, is among those killed. The gunman was also killed, authorities say. The reports of a shooter came in about 11.20 p.m. Pacific time. Special weapons and tactics units arrived on the scene a short time later, along with the FBI. Multiple eyewitnesses described seeing smoke, possibly from smoke bombs, and said people used chairs to break windows so that they could flee from the scene. Taylor Whitler, 19, who was inside the venue at the time, tells the Post that it was sheer panic. Everyone ran and dropped as fast as they could. She said she ran to the back door where people crowded as the gunfire briefly quieted. And then all of a sudden, a couple of guys started running to the back door and told her to get up because he was coming, the shooter. Borderline describes itself as the country's largest country dance hall and live music venue. With a dance floor covering about 2,500 square feet, it's open until 2 a.m., five days a week. Wednesday was college country night at the bar. Authorities say that more than 100 people were inside at the time of the shooting. Number two, Nancy Pelosi pledged that she would try to work with Trump to pass bipartisan legislation if she becomes House Speaker again. Pelosi once had plans to retire with the election of the first female president, but those plans were quashed when Trump defeated Hillary Clinton in 2016. Now, if she can surmount internal Democratic politics, she has the potential to reshape the Democratic Party. But the Democratic majority is narrow enough to potentially throw a wrench in her goal of retaking the gavel. A margin of 11 seats or thereabouts could give a small group of Democrats leverage to demand a leadership shakeup. At least a dozen of the newly elected House Democrats have made statements critical of Pelosi on the campaign trail, ranging from a general call for fresh leadership to a firm refusal to support her. Meanwhile, ballots continue to be counted across the country. In Montana, Democratic Senator John Tester has officially secured re-election after a closer-than-expected finish. Arizona's Senate race remains uncalled. The Republican parties in four counties are suing the Secretary of State over how ballots are being counted. GOP candidate Martha McSally leads, but it may take days to know for sure who prevailed. And in Georgia, Republican Brian Kemp declared victory in the governor's race, even as Democrat Stacey Abrams continued to insist that there are enough absentee and provisional ballots left to force a runoff. Number three, the White House has suspended the press credentials of CNN journalist Jim Acosta after he asked Trump at his news conference yesterday whether he had, quote, demonized immigrants by referring to the migrant caravan from Honduras as an invasion. The move to punish Acosta for doing his job by revoking his access to the White House is believed to be unprecedented. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders accused Acosta of placing his hands on a female press aide during the news conference. She said it was on those grounds that Acosta's press pass was being suspended. But video of that exchange shows no such incident occurred. On Twitter, Acosta responded to Sanders' statement with simply, quote, This is a lie. Trump later dismissed a question during that same news conference about white nationalism from PBS NewsHour reporter Yamish Alcindor, who is black, as racist. The session with reporters was traditional only in that recent presidents have also held one on the day after a midterm vote. They typically use it as a way to frame the changed legislative dynamic. For this president, Wednesday was a blaring siren that he'll continue business as usual, Trump style. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, November 8th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.